Netflix book club. Netflix book club. Yeah, I'm not doing this. Welcome to Netflix book club. My name is Casey Aurora. I'm, I'm Dennis Steve. Rooney. I'm Steve McDonald. <laughs> All right, and we also have Neil in the booth. This week we're looking at Bloodsport, uh, directed by Newt Arnold. It is a movie starring Jean Claude Van Damme. Jean or John? Jean. 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 Jean Claude Van Damme. It's uh, it's basically '80s martial arts movie at its finest. Uh, Jean Claude Van Damme plays a man in the military who goes on furlough to see his sensei, uh, Senzo Tanaka. And um, he goes there because Tanaka is dying. And in order to uh, bring great honor to ten- the Tanaka family, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, who plays uh, it's a, his character's name is Frank Dukes, will enter the Kumite in Hong Kong, I believe. And fight to yeah. survive. And fight to survive <laughs> in this tournament where it is full contact. Um, Possibly to the death. To the death, possibly. Because ha- people have died in the Kumite before. <gasps> and uh, Frank Dukes, it's based off a true story. Um, and we'll get into that part as well. But I would say just a resounding, resounding uh, book it. Yes, watch it. Stream it. Uh, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Don't hesitate to stream it. This is, uh, this is a good time at the movies, ladies and gentlemen. Steven, don't do this, Stephen. I'm don't, gonna don't be that no, no, guy. No, 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 no. Yes, I'm. I, I am going to uh, get out. <laughs> I am going to resentfully say stream it. Yes. All right. All right. I'll I'm gonna it. say stream it, but but I I usually don't love the you know it's kind of terrible, but it's kind of brilliant at the same time. <laughs> All right. We'll. Uh, uh, so, so I'm gonna resentfully. So say stream watch it. it. No other way around it. And watch then it. get we'll uh, we'll take a break and then we'll let you know all the beautiful, fun-filled things. Leave the girl alone. He's the American shithead who makes tricks with bricks. Guess the Kumite starts one day earlier this year, huh, fellas? Look, guys, let's all no. just calm down, okay? She's coming with me upstairs. No, I'm not. If we have to fight for her, then both of us would be thrown out of the Kumite. Just for her. We could arrange this not away. Do you gamble? What is bet? You hold this. If I can grab it before you close your hand, I get the girl. And we're back. Uh, I'm going to say this was my pick, by the way, as you guys know. Why did you pick it? Because this movie is straight out of my childhood. Like, this movie is... It, like I remember watching this movie and going, "Oh my god, this is how fighting is done." Who, who wait? Who had not seen this movie? Because I hadn't really seen this movie. I had seen it, but it was a long time ago. It's the same kind of like saw it when I was a kid. Yeah, I thought it was actually part of a different movie. There oh, was so multiple genres. Yeah, you didn't. You guys are. Right. I was coming to a pretty bare, like no experience of it. Okay, all right, that's good. Well, you saw this when you were five. Me? Yeah. Yeah, I saw this movie several times. Yeah. <laughs> well, I because. Just so many things about it, like this explains a lot about you, right? Yeah. <laughs> so let's just not go. only that you saw it when you were five, but that your parents were the type of people who would lo- allow you to see it when you were five. I didn't think anything was wrong with the movie then, and I don't think anything. Was wrong. I mean, sure, a guy gets his leg broken in half and the bone is sticking out, but that's like tame though by today's standards. Right, that's very tame. That happened that's at the UFC event. So I will, like? I will admit that I'm just picturing you as a as a as a five year old running yeah. around your house going kumate, 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 right. jumping from couch to couch, pretending it's all lava. Yeah, that yeah. Seems, seems pretty much accurate. But the movie, getting into it, 
So um, it starts off with um, a montage, just an opening montage. A really long one. Two yeah. thirds of the movie is yeah, a montage. I know. It's two thirds of the movie is a montage. It's incredible, though. For, uh, well, this one's like a flashback montage, though. Well, no, there's two of them. There's yeah. the beginning one of everyone training, and they oh, you yeah, get yeah. like an intro of who all the fighters are. And there's some. Except you don't. You don't yeah. get an actual intro. No. You get like a here's some people. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this guy. This guy jumps around like a monkey. This right. guy's really tall. By this guy way. jumps around like a monkey, climbs up a tree, and hits coconuts that have been <laughs> attached to the tree with ropes. And I want to say it's the most racist character. Legitimately, <laughs> I think one of two black characters in the movie, and yeah. one of them runs around like a monkey. Yeah. Both of them are actually highly racist. I, <laughs> I like the one fighter that was just in it, surrounded by white people beating up one black guy. <laughs> yeah. It seemed like a hate crime. Yeah. It was just a, and yeah. the thing is, he was half unconscious, and they threw him back into the ring. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't really a fight as much as a brutal racial attack. And it was just like, wait a minute, this guy isn't training. He's just beating people yeah, up. He's, he's just John going to the store. Yeah, mercilessly attacking people. And the black guy who plays the monkey character is jumping around like a monkey and then attacking coconuts, which are stationary. <laughs> Yeah. You know what? They're coconuts which are attached to the top side of the tree as yeah. opposed to the underside. So they took coconuts yeah. and attached it to a tree, and that's his attack move is beating these coconuts. Yeah, yeah if you stand still, watch out. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also he has – my favorite thing about that also is is that he's supposed to be like like – He's supposed to obviously be in like an African jungle scenario. Right. There are not uh, trees that make coconuts yeah. in the, that area of the world. There just aren't. <laughs> and then there's a guy who's like a sumo wrestler, takes a heavy bag and throws it to two weak men. And <laughs> they catch it and fall down. And his re only reaction is to laugh at them. Yeah. These guys, can you imagine being like the sparring partner for these dudes? Yeah. Like, they're all dicks. Yeah. They just, they're yeah. go-hards. This is why they're sending them to the Kumite in hopes <laughs> they get killed. Yeah, Hopefully. they hope they die. Yeah, like, hey, man, I hope John gets murdered at the Kumite because I want to see this asshole back here. Yeah, no yeah. one's ever trying to convince Johnny, any fighter out of it. go to the Kumite. Yeah, you should really prove to people how strong you are. You're very strong. <laughs> I don't want to have to train with this dude for another five years before the next right. Kumite. Yeah. Only every five years. So, um, what's so wait, there's that flashback, and then there's the flashback of Frank. Yes, yes. But let me let me, uh, yeah, let me yeah. go into this. So, Frank Dukes comes back to uh, his uh, his sensei's house, uh, Senzo Tanaka, and uh, Tanaka. He the flashback is triggered when he sees the sword. Yeah, the five minute flashback. Yes, which I didn't realize yeah. until I saw the movie again. Yeah. I'm like holy hell, this is <laughs> long. very it's a long, long flashback. So it comes back to two white kids coming into the house. And then I was just like, is one of them supposed to be Frank Dukes? No, 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 no. Frank Dukes is the third kid who's wearing every sports memorabilia. You can yeah, kid can't much. pick a side. No, yeah, he can't not. pick a team. He's got the Giants, uh, the San Francisco Giants, and um, there's also a, a jersey. I know it's a San Francisco, uh, California jersey. California jersey. New York Mets had Muhammad Ali on his back. Yeah. It's, yeah. He's covering all his bases. Yeah. You know. yeah. yeah. He's just trying to find Frank. Wearing a catcher's mitt. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Frank, you like sports? <laughs> Couldn't tell. Do uh, I? Yeah. I, I like I sports. Like this, I like no, this you, sports. Steven, if you're going to do it, it has to be slower. Because his character <laughs> his act, is yeah. damn near retarded. Yeah. <laughs> I want to turn. And... He comes in and is like, hey, Frank, you want to hang with us, right? Come steal this sword. So <laughs> they come in and they're like messing around the sword. And then they hear a noise. Yeah. The other two kids scram really quickly. Yeah. And Frank is just like, oh, let me put the sword back in. <laughs> and he puts this. 
you know, he's looking at the sword for what really takes most of the montage is him looking at the sword. And then uh, Senzo Tanaka. That was the best take. It was supposed to be a 10 second, put it back. (laughs) So he comes in, Senzo Tanaka comes in and unleashes his son. To Frank Dukes. Oh, yeah. Who mercilessly beats the hell out of him. And wants to take... One kick. Yeah, but that's all it takes. (laughs) And then he wants to beat him up some more. And so then uh, he's like, no, go back to your studies. (laughs) (laughs) Tiger mom. Like he was just looking for this break to beat up a white kid. And I don't know if he called him Round Eye then or later on. Later later on. Later on. on. So then uh, Tanaka takes the sword... And cuts the brim of Frank Dukes' hat off. <laughs> and he goes, you didn't flinch. Well, no shit. He's a child, and you're a and master ret- of sword work. Don't forget retarded. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, oh, you didn't flinch. You have the fighting spirit. That's his judge to, to take somebody on. Just don't flinch. Like, he could have taught a watermelon <laughs> the same skill because it didn't I don't flinch. think the Tanaka clan has a real high credibility rate. No, anybody can learn. So... Then he gets his parents in. He's like, oh, you know, uh, he wants to learn the martial sciences. The father's like, martial sciences? I don't know what this is. What is this martial science? And I like that they gave the they gave the parents, like, like thick Eastern European accents. Yes. It's the only way that Jean-Claude Van Damme would have a thick Eastern European accent. Exactly. So he's uh, basically a punching bag for Tanaka's son. And then one day he goes to defend Tanaka. But that's still not enough. When Tanaka's son gets killed... I'm not sure if it was in the Kumite, though. Did he die in the Kumite? They never say no. They never say no. They never say. I thought he died the year before because uh, the main main villain killed somebody in the Kumite the year before. They never say, just like they really never say what he's on furlough from, that he has to be guarded. Because they were like, we got to protect you for this thing. It's like, what thing? Well, furlough is when someone is close and your family's dying. And then you're allowed to see them before right. they die. Right, but what well, he was leaving from, the job, yes. whatever. Yeah, but they never said why that he needed such close protection as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, they never mention a lot. They don't mention, like, what section of the military he's in, how yeah. he's able to just go AWOL without it being a huge... Like, they just he sent just two ran dudes. out of the base. He's in the special... He just runs out of the base. He's just in the special needs military. Yeah, right. <laughs> they don't you say need how an kid... assistant. I'll wait for you, okay? Yeah. They don't say how the kid dies. I don't think they said how Tanaka dies, right? No, like, not what really. What he's suffering he's from. He's old. Yeah, he's just old and just dying. And then I think that even he knew that Frank was like slightly slow because he's in the he's laying in the bed, and then he's just laying there with his eyes open. And Frank comes in, he's like, "Are you asleep?" (laughs) And then he responds with, "Who sleeps with their eyes open? (laughs) Didn't I teach you enough? Like, are you that dumb? You're gonna die in the Kumite if you keep (laughs) this up, man." So I I will say also that if if you're listening and you're like, "God, this is taking a long time to get through this montage," uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it is. This is how long the montage is. It's legitimately like, like this is long, yeah. It's a really long. Well, it also goes into Frank Dukes's training, where he just get hits with sticks. That's the thing yeah. is, is that usually like a movie will will split up the montage of like the flashback thing where it'll be like, right. I'll see the sword. Oh, that's how we met. And then like I talked to Tanaka for a little bit, and he's old. And then it's like, Dog, do you remember the time when I first started training you? Flashback. Right. A little bit of the train. Like, no, this did all of it. All at once. That's what I, I like about it. I, I got out the way. But I also like the uh, the wife of the trainer mm-hmm. who just always looks like she really wants to fuck Frank Dukes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she did have a wide grin on her face. She always... I did upload that picture to Facebook of her just smiling <laughs> ear to ear. And I'm like, if you don't know who this is, 
And it's oh, by the way, Forrest Whitaker makes an appearance in this movie. Yes, yeah. Academy Award winner yes. Forrest Whitaker. Early on, role he plays one of the guys sent to retrieve Frank Dukes, and he has a very pivotal line when he's like, "Mrs. Tanaka, where's Frank Dukes?" And she's like, "I don't know where he is." Even C- he come on, here, you know where he is. He was just here ten minutes ago. So uh, he goes into his training, and uh, then he enters the Kumite. And the Kumite is just oh, and then we get another introduction of a fantastic character, oh Jackson. God. Jackson. Jackson is yeah. the best character in the, the movie, hands down. Hands down, the best character. Your in the favorite movie. character. Donald I want to see Jackson's yeah, from movie. Revenge of the Nerds. Donald Gibb. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, he comes in and when you first see Jackson, you think he's gonna be the antagonist in the film. Yeah. You're like he's being real creepy towards that chick on the bus. Right. Van Damme gives him a look and everything. Yeah. And then yeah. he meets him at the video game later, where he's like, "You want to go?" Right. Like you're like, "Oh, this is gonna be the dick in the movie." Yeah, like, right. and they're gonna fight at the end. No. Jackson has a heart of gold. He gets beat in the video game. He's like, "You're all right by me." Yeah. He's like, "Aren't I you?" I love that. He's like, "Aren't you?" You're the fighting young? spirit. You want to train with me? <laughs> yeah. I got Budweiser. He you know, lines. Aren't you too little young? Yeah. He for wears. The he wears every aren't you a little old for video games. He wears like every. He's just like Frank Dukes when he's a kid. Just wears every piece to show off how much of American he is. Yeah. Yeah. And meanwhile, Jackson has like every <laughs> like before Ed Hardy. This is what he's wearing. Yep. Like every like you know. This uh, was the '80s like way looser Ed Hardy. Just Harley Davidson. Yes. Anything with like anything beer or America. Related. Anything with an eagle on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. I do but love that every '80s every '80s movie like this had had a biker gang in it. Yes. Yes. It's really weird. Like I thought about that while I was watching. Was I was like, oh yeah, there was a whole period of time where like biker gangs were the bad guys in everything. Right. Right. Which is surprising that they made him a, they made him his friend. Yes. I mean, I, I think don't know that if I don't know if I'd call him a land. biker. I would say he wears Harley Davidson shirts. He doesn't ride a motorcycle in the entire film, guys. I don't, I don't think he's. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think when he's back home, he's driving a. That's just that was a look, though. I'm just yeah. saying that was a that's, look. Yeah. That's just because he wasn't able to get well, a motorcycle <laughs> in British Hong Kong. Okay. Right. Yeah. Can we point a, out that also it's British Hong Kong? That's true. It's a he's a weekend rider. That's all. He's it is. A, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's yeah, a hobby, yeah. really. That's he's a fighter, man. That's why he didn't have one. That's why he didn't actually assault the woman on the bus. He just only sexually harassed her on the bus. He might be the only dude in the. Kumite with no combat training no, at all. None whatsoever. He, just, I he really stuff. is. He's very he like he has no he has no How did he style. get in? He just gets like, drunk. They they made they made Frank Dukes have to prove himself to get fully accepted into the tournament. Yeah, right. He did the dim mock, which is the, the death, death punch, punch. Where he's about to in in one of the scenes it's like, Oh, you trained trained under Senzo Tanaka, show us the dim mock. And he asks, uh, which brick do you want me to break? And they, oh, break the top one. So he's about to hit it, and they go, stop. And now everyone looks around, turns <gasps> around, goes, wait a minute, the bottom one. And then he goes, <gasps> on a pile he, of, he a thinks of pile. all his training while a pile of bricks are on top, and he thinks about all his training, and then he slams and shatters the bottom brick. Now, is that actually possible? I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But we'll get into that later on when I talk about With the trick Dukes. brick, sure. Yeah, really. I could do it with a trick brick. Everyone could. So he breaks the thing, and everyone's now like, "Oh my god!" And the other guy, "Oh my um, god, he broke a brick." Yes, he'll probably win. And the Jackson, <laughs> being the American, Jackson, being the American, it is is amazed that anything could be almost as good as him. He's just like, "Whoa, yeah. whoa, y'all see that?" So he breaks a brick with his head and hands each piece to the judges. But not right then. <laughs> no, it's not right then. It's the it's next a while season. later. Yeah. <laughs> Remember it's how you guys like, were impressed by my friend and not me? It's not like, me? hey, everybody that everybody's gonna be in the Kumite has to break a brick yeah. at some point. The bottom one, the top one, middle. We don't know. We pick. 
It's like a week later. <laughs> he was really much thinking of the about movie this. has gone by. Yeah. Break the bottom brick, breaks the top one, and then breaks it over his head, hands him rubble, and goes, "That's <laughs> right, I'm in the fight." <laughs> Well, that you're, you're already like, in it, yeah. Jackson. When you're in He's the Kumite, <laughs> Kumite is invitation only too. So Jackson yeah. being the only dude with no formal training, it would seem means he went into his bar yeah. like on a Friday night, and they were like, "Jackson, we got a letter for you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it feels like the, the Kumite was in a pyramid. He's like, "Listen, guys, we need a wider audience here, so <laughs> let's try to reach out beyond the usual." I just spectrum. imagine where he beat up a guy who was passing by through town and took his invite. <laughs> <laughs> Kumite, guess I'll go to that. Yeah. He probably like, beat up the only woman that was invited to the oh, tournament. Because <laughs> it's an all-male dominated tournament, which is true. And so, No, hold on. Before, in all seriousness, Jackson, I feel like, is a great archetype buddy character. Yeah, he's You amazing. know what I mean? Oh, like, absolutely. His, like, that type of character makes this movie so much better than if Jean-Claude Van Damme did, was just on his they own. They did it no building of anybody, though. So but when you knew they get exactly to the who end, they were. When they get to the end, though, and he's like... And he's like, I'll do anything for you, brother. Yeah. Is that it's oh, like is that it's like you guys have been you've been hanging so out you, for a couple days. Yeah. And he, he won, fought a guy who beat you in he a was fight. He's gonna fight him anyway, too. Well, he's gonna fight anyway. Yeah. It's not like he like picked to fight with him. I got back that shred of your t shirt. I'll kill someone for you if you <laughs> need me to. I'll fight them in the streets. I'll make love to you in the sheets. <laughs> Chong Lee is the guy who is the main antagonist yeah. who killed somebody in the last Me. year's tournament. He's from South Korea. And uh, you, I knew he was the big the antagonist because he had he, no lines. He, <laughs> yeah, he had like six lines in the whole movie. I think that's it how they, amazing. Sean Claude Van Damme's acting so bad that any villain cannot have lines, or he else was, they'll look better. He's breaking big pieces of ice. This is how I knew he was the villain because only someone that cold could break ice so quickly. <laughs> he was just backhand. He was he would elbow a piece of ice and just destroy it, just demolish it. And I was like, yeah. I'm impressed. I'm down. <laughs> so it definitely did have that feel where it was like coconuts, probably an ancillary I like, character. Yeah, I like his uh, how he celebrates anything, which is uh, inaudible expressions, just yeah. making faces at and the camera because no one told him their sound also, being recorded. With the sound mix on the entire movie, did anybody else feel like they were missing a track where he was like, he's like, he like is actively, you can see him yelling in some mm, capacity on this. Thing. He's you can't hear him say anything, so it seems like he's just going. Ah, Ah, yeah, ah, yeah. Ah. Like, but with no noise whatsoever. That's all I say. He has no audible. Like, it's just nothing there. But it's just not celebrates. even like facial expression because he's got certain facial expressions in the entire yeah. thing. But I'm talking where it's like he's like cheering, like they're getting the crowd to cheer for yeah. him, like waving his hands. No I don't sound. Think, no, no sound. sound. No sound. I don't sound. think that was, that guy, was hilarious. I don't think that guy knew he was in a movie. No. <laughs> I think they. I think they bow fingered it around that guy. Like he really thought he was in a, like a death match tournament. <laughs> he just wandered in. <laughs> he really thought he was gonna win. I also thought when I was younger that. Chong Lee was Tanaka's son and he went rogue. And that's that was what that was what I thought it was going to be. Right. Like coming into the thing, I assumed that it was going to be that it was like the guy who that like the bad guy son was the son. Yes, that's right. what I thought too. And then uh the early on the uh the character who the monkey character who's the monkey fighting style played by a black guy gets taken out by the sumo wrestler. Just basically bear hugged and yeah. crushed to death. Yeah, and it felt very Street Fighter. Like all the characters did. had like yeah. some sort of. It definitely had a Street dude, Fighter. Dude, Balzog was in it. Like the really tall black dude, the only other black dude who Ooh. wasn't running around like a monkey was like the boxer from Street Fighter. He was too. also yeah. very stereotypical because he had like the voodoo feel to him. Yeah, he did. And there was only yeah. two ways to play a black character: was 
very voodoo-esque and very like monkey-like. And it was both highly racist. (laughs) Highly racist. Like just I like how you're like, that's what they did. Yeah. That's not my opinion. That's how they were doing it. Not the way I would have done racism, (laughs) but if I were to have done racism, it would have been a little hints of both. Notes of both. Alright, so let's talk about let's talk about Obviously, this movie is very funny. Yes. Oh, yeah. But as a movie, so you have some great characters. Jean-Claude Van Damme's character, very good, like, protagonist. Like, yes. he's charming. He's a nice guy. He saves he, the he lead doesn't speak female. A lot either. He doesn't speak a lot. That's the whole thing. He just looks like a baby face into the camera. It's like, oh, I guess he's a good guy. Yeah, if he spoke yeah, too yeah. much, he'd be like, Ugh. Yeah. He saves yeah. the white woman at the bar right. and from the Somali pirates, it looks they were like. Somali or Saudi. They seem like they, they were Saudi. Saudi I think they were like, they didn't know who they yeah. were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, give them these weird Gold hats. tooth and a... <laughs> they also didn't know they were in a movie. No. They were like, yeah. we want that white woman. Yeah. <laughs> it was just at a bar. They shot it at a bar. <laughs> and John Cooder really took a chance. He plays a part where he's just like, "Okay, I'm gonna, all right, let's play, let's let's play a game. You know, we we don't want to fight or also get kicked out of the tournament." And the 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 ambiguous Saudi character was like, "What is bet?" He's like, "Well, if you could grab this, if I can grab this coin out of your hand." Uh, the woman is coming with me. If not, you can have her. And then the blonde woman is just like very like, oh my god, I can't believe you're playing for me for a coin. I would this would never happen in America. Meanwhile, she's in a country she knows nothing about. First of all, and yeah, it's this fancy upscale white woman in an right. upscale hotel bar being like hit on, pestered by pirate lookalikes. Yes. And she she's like at no point is she like maybe I should just walk away. Maybe I should like, know my place in this. Well, she situation. does try. <laughs> no, she does try to walk away. No, wow. She should just no, leave. Wow. Yeah, she should. Wow. Like, I mean, let's be real. Let's be real. It's the Kumite. It's full contact. You're it, telling me you can't get hit? I'm talking. It's in a hotel. It's at a fancy hotel bar. Right. If she like starts screaming. Yeah. They're not allowed to fight yeah. outside of the Kumite. Yeah, yeah but, she, but let's I'm start s- confronting guys that are supposed to maybe kill someone. Exactly. Like a bunch of fighters. Yeah, I need to make sure to test their nerves. Right. I I'm think- talking about walking away. That's not testing their nerves. No, though. once you stayed though, like not the you're walking away, just her like just poking at the guy's oh. nerves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was asking for it. Yeah. Not we, like for also, like rape, but like to get killed. Like yeah. <laughs> by these. Dudes. Also, I will say this, and I I thought it was interesting, is that they kept bringing up different points throughout the movie that just like. Like you can't fight outside. Like if you fight outside the Kumite, mm-hmm. then you'll then you'll be disqualified. Lynn, a secondary character who's assigned to Jackson and Frank Dukes to take care of them, has like warned them of that several yeah. times. Yeah, who was also he a great character. That. Yeah. He warns them of that several. He's a terrible character. He's a great character. He's There's no background on him. He's awful. He's comic <laughs> relief. He's yeah. just yeah. playing like. Nonetheless. He uh, <laughs> he multiple times tells them that they'll get kicked out of the tournament if they fight outside of the tournament. And then they fight outside of the tournament multiple times. How when so? do they do? When? Do they really? When when they're going <laughs> when they're trying to run away from the police, and when they're trying to like. Well, wait. I thought they couldn't fight each other. They outside can't fight of the each other. They don't stipulate that. They just say don't fight. Yeah. I wonder what the. Are you positive? I, I want to go back yeah. and hear that line. I, would, I remember the line. I where, would almost. Let me put that? it this way: with this movie, I would almost assume that they just ambiguously left it somewhere because the majority of the movie was just ambiguously left that's somewhere. Tr- yeah, that's true. Very, I mean, we're running out of time, but underrated characters when they're like, oh, these guys are from America. And the one dude goes, okay, USA, yeah. and gives them the thumbs up. Yeah. Oh, God. They the also best, had weird the little best, side plots wait, with people. The, the, the best actor in the movie was uh, Frank Duke's handler. 
Yeah, that was the I, best I, actor in the whole Lin, movie. Lin was the Everyone best. else felt like they got given their lines right before the camera turned Very on. Very true. That Lin, dude I lived just, that role. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he like, did. He's like, I've been handling tourists all my life. You know, Lin went to the Hong Kong School of Dramatic Arts. You know, he studied <laughs> and he did a lot of research. He embodied he got whipped at the school of arts. Pretty much. <laughs> so um, it goes into Jackson gets beaten up severely by Chong Lee because, because he ignores the left knee. Which is a deadly part of Chong Li's um, barrage of assault, and uh, he gets beaten up. Chong Li wears his uh, uh, Jackson's headband. Well, hold on. I just want to point out Jackson was going to win the thing. He Jackson was. had him. He had the tournament. Yeah, my man Jackson was right. going to win this whole tournament, but yeah. then he showboated, which was very Jackson-like. Pretty much. Very and American. Very right. American. Yes. I'm, I very must say true. this though: is that Frank Dukes when he's fighting in the tournament. Is literally beating everyone left. Like I would, it would have been a better match to see Jackson versus Frank Dukes. I would have liked to have seen that instead of Chong Lee because Chong Lee cheats and throws like some sort. He's got of, a rollade and he crushes like it up in his hand. Yeah, that didn't make any sense. <laughs> and I don't understand why the the trainer felt like, hey, listen, you're gonna need this Alka Seltzer, and just throws it in Frank Dukes's face, and now Frank Dukes is blinded. But if we remember the montage, if we can recall the montage. Remember, remember the first half of the movie? When he learns to fight blindfolded and serve tea blindfolded and catch fish blind, pretty much blindfolded, he's able to beat Chong Li. And uh, you know that that's, that's, you know, the ending is there. He beats Chong Li and wins the tournament. And he does it for Senzo, uh, for Mr. For Senzo Tanaka. And. That's the problem is I really wish I could have seen an ending where Frank Dukes takes on Jackson. And you know, the thing is that I want to talk about real quick is that supposedly Frank Dukes is a giant fraud. That there is no Kumite that Mm -hmm. he fought in. That he doesn't have the world record for fastest kick. That he do, that all these are all bullshit records. It's amazing records. That came that out hilarious. Yeah, that, what's that expose like? Came out like a few months after the movie was released by the L.A. Times or something. Oh, like the that. L.A. Times oh. said that the address for the Kumite was his house. Yes, <laughs> that was his yeah, house. Yeah, that's and that he actually there is no Tanaka that he trained under. Well, that it was all just one giant lie, which I. I choose to not believe. Well, there's there's debate about that, too, because they're saying that he, they did train with him, and one of the things that was not true was how he met him, which was the breaking into the stuff like that. But yeah. he said he did train with him, and he, but he found that disrespectful. Uh, he was apparently born handicapped. That's that's not a surprise. Yeah, it's that, not. <laughs> not a surprise. When you see... Mentally handicapped, right? Yeah. So we're clear. You know, and then uh, Frank Duke starts his own uh, style of uh, training. Ninjutsu Ryu. Yeah, Duke's Ryu. Duke's Ryu. Duke's Ryu. Also a character from Street Fighter. Ryu is a character from Street Fighter. And then it was just, I was like, you know, this really just seems like one giant uh, marketing technique. For Tiger Shulman's karate. For For Duke's Ryu. And it was just like, okay. He wins the tournament. He goes back. He sleeps with the woman, the reporter. He leaves her too, by the way, right, which yeah. I thought was strange. It, it was just a one night stand. It was a one night stand, really, with some reporter. Yeah, and then all you get to see is uh, mm-hmm. Jean Claude Van Damme's ass, and he puts on tidy uh, red underwear. I totally forgot about that scene. That yeah. scene oh God, was yeah. hysterical. Yeah, and he's doing the split on on the balcony for really just nonsensical scenes patched yeah. together. Yeah, that's that was my biggest problem movie. with the entire movie was that it was just nonsensical scenes. But it was together. good nonsensical scenes. I I want to I, I need to I need to bring this up because right. I was just looking up IMDb because I wanted to see what the guy who played Lin, who played mm. Victor Lin, 
because that's the guy's that yeah, that, the, that's that's the character's name the handler the, the, handler. the handler yeah okay so I wanted to see if he'd been in anything else. No. First off, if if you if you have not at this at, at this moment, go and look on IMDb at Donald Gibb who plays Ray Jackson because the picture of him now is amazing. He looks like a biker full. He of looks like a biker, girl. like an like an old school biker. Right. But yeah. Victor Lin uh, was played by Ken Siu, who was actually the second assistant director. That's fantastic. That's incredible. He was handling the director. He was the second assistant no, wait, wait, director, no. which means that they just didn't have somebody to play <laughs> was, that role. And so he just like popped in and was like, I can do this. Part. I can do this role. It was, ma- it was made for less than a million dollars. I think uh, Dukes had to do most of the choreography. I got 1.5 million. I got 1.5 million. That's what I got in my research. He went on to do to be the first assistant director for a bunch of other movies, including the assistant director for Rush Hour. In for their Hong Kong shoots. Good for I'm him. Not, see what I mean? This, it's hilarious to me though because you guys are like he's the best actor in the entire thing. Assistant director on the movie who's <laughs> stepping in because like, oh, uh, we just couldn't find an actor for very just much. Just lets money. us know we know nothing about. It's actors. literally when he's like, it's literally he's just like when you gotta do when you need something done right, you gotta do it yourself. Yeah. I didn't look it up, but I'm yep. almost positive too that uh, the Asian uh, banker in The Dark Knight is in this movie real quick at the beginning. And if it's Wouldn't not, I guess I'm racist. But I'm almost positive it's what him. What Asian banker? Mr. The guy, who, the guy who backs Frank Dukes in terms of financial. He's very good with calculations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that guy, yeah. Yeah. You think he's in The Dark Knight? I'm, no, I'm almost positive that actor is in this movie. Oh, I didn't check it out. I you shouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> yeah, you Go see this movie. Up. Just like the racism of the movie, we'll just assume. We'll just let it. T- yeah, we'll just assume. All right, <laughs> Float so into the ether. We'll say stream it, all around stream it. Heavy stream it. Heavy stream it. And what's for next stream week? Stream it. Uh, next week we're going to watch In Bruges. Okay. All right. Well, that about wraps it up. And uh, be sure to check out NetflixBookClub.com. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye.